Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Limitless Podcast. We are the young adult community of House of Prayer Church in San Antonio, Texas. Our hope and our prayer is that through this message, you will be encouraged and inspired to know Jesus more, no matter where you are on your faith journey. Enjoy the message. Relationship over religion. Our relationship is greater than religion, all right? So this, we're in the third week of this series, and uh, I'm excited to bring the message, a message to you tonight. I believe God is speaking to us tonight. He's already doing something in us, right? He's already doing something in our hearts. Can y'all feel his presence here in this place? Amen. Um, so, so last week, if you weren't here, we talked, uh, we did part two of this series, Relationship Over Religion, and we talked about what, uh, God's greatest desire, if y'all remember that message, we talked about uh, his greatest desire is you and me. And we talked about three things and how God made us from him, God made us like him, and God made us to love him. He wants a relationship with you and me. Amen. Um, But I want to tell you all tonight, guys, that there's a difference. A difference. Say that with me. Say difference. That a relationship with God will bring to your life. Oh, instead of religion, over religion. There's a difference. And even... even, uh, even the enemy knows this. Even the devil knows there's a difference of you having a relationship with God and you just doing religion. And I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. But uh, my opening scripture, I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 11. And uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28, this is, this is a great scripture because this is Jesus. And he's, um, it talks, he's on the top of a mountain and he's, he's bringing an invitation. He, he's sending an invitation to those around him. And uh, I'm actually going to read from the message translation for this scripture. But check it out. Verse 28. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that an awesome scripture? That's Jesus speaking to us. And I love that translation. Um, What is Jesus saying here though? What is he saying? He's saying a relationship with him it is better than any religious routine out there. A real genuine relationship with him is actually better than anything that we could ever experience. And I like, I like how uh, he's, saying, he's saying some things here. He's saying there are benefits to having a relationship with him. And that's what I wanna to talk to y'all guys on the topic of uh, the title of today's message is Friends with Benefits, all right? <laughs> Friends with Benefits, y'all like that? Um, but the words Jesus is using here, he, what is he saying? He's saying, look at the, listen to the phrases in this scripture, if it's still up there, if you could put it back. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. He's saying, come to me. Get away with me. Walk with me. Work with me. Keep company with me. He's inviting us. This is Jesus, the son of God. He's inviting us to a relationship with him. Are y'all getting this? 
And, and while there are many, many benefits to having a, re- a relationship with Jesus, um, tonight, I only want to talk about three, okay? I want to focus in on three. There are many, many benefits to having a relationship with Jesus. Of course, he saves us from hell, right? Having a relationship with him, and uh, he gives us eternal life. But I just want to focus on three uh, different things. Uh, the first benefit of having a relationship with Jesus is purpose, all right? Say that with me. Say purpose. Purpose. There's a, there's a benefit. It's a, a purpose is a benefit. There's a... Um, a quote that goes like this. It says, the greatest tra- uh, tragedy in life is not death, but a life without a purpose. And that's from uh, Miles Monroe. Monroe. He was actually an, an awesome man of God. Um, but that's so true. I, I, I believe that 100%. The greatest tra- tragedy in life is not death, but it's actually living a life without purpose. And there, there's uh, millions upon millions upon millions of people on this earth right now that are living without a purpose. They're, they're just going in eight to five, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has a job and stuff, but that's their, that's their purpose in life is just work, right? Work, work, and that's it. And there's no real, they're just living for this life. They're living for this world. They're not living for eternity. Um, but tonight I want to talk about uh, a person in the Bible by the name of Paul. Many of y'all guys know the Apostle Paul, all right? And so we're gonna use his examples tonight on, a friend, on this topic of friends with benefits, having a relationship with Jesus. Um, but the Apostle Paul is considered by many to be the greatest apostle to ever live, all right? He wrote two-thirds of the Bible, uh, the New Testament Bible, all right? He, he, um, he's, he's an awesome man of God if you read about him. We're gonna read about him some tonight. But when we first hear about the Apostle Paul, his, his name was Saul at first, and then his, later his name is changed to Paul. But when we first hear about the Apostle Paul, he was very religious. He knew the Bible inside and out. He knew the law from beginning to end. Um, he, he was very religious, but, but he did not know Jesus. All right? He knew, every, he knew all the other stuff, but he did not know Jesus. And I want to pick up from Acts chapter 9. This is where we first read about him. Uh, Acts chapter 9. And uh, starting in verse 1. Something's wrong with my, uh, my Bible app. It's kind of weird. It's like glitching, but I'll try to read over it. Uh, starting in verse 1, it says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. Check that out. He was killing people who were following Jesus. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. That's what it was called back then, the way. Uh, He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. And then go to the next verse if you, if you can, verse six. Do you have that on there? No. Uh, um, it's amazing, he says, and then Jesus says he, he, he sends them to the city 
And he says, and wait for my instruction there. So he, this is what was happening here. He's having an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus is giving him purpose. He thinks he's walking with purpose, right? He's following his own purpose. He's killing Christians. He's, he's a, he was very zealous. He was, he was hardcore religious. He was hardcore by the books of the law. And that's why he was so mad at anybody who was following Jesus until he actually met Jesus face to face. Um, but Jesus gives him purpose. And he, here's Paul, a man who was first killing Christians. And later on in his life, he actually dies for being a follower of Jesus. And, um, and, and speaking, of, speaking of purpose, uh, I heard a story that a, a pastor mentioned. Um, uh, I, heard, I heard him mentioning a, a story of a person in his congregation uh, who was uh, actually in the, the drive-through at, at a Slotsky's restaurant. Okay, you know Slotsky's, the sandwich place. Um, but this, this, this person was uh, in the driveway of Slotsky's getting his food, and he told the cashier, he said, hey, I want, I want to pay for the person who's behind me, all right, the car, the vehicle that's behind me. And also, if you can, can you give him this little card? And it was a little card that says, here's a little something to know that God loves you. All right, so... Uh, he takes off, they take off the family, and um, the, the lady comes in, and the cashier tells her that her food is paid for by the, the person that had, was, was there before her, and they gave her that card, and, and the woman just started weeping. The woman, the woman that was in that drive through she started weeping, and this woman uh, ends up going to that church, and, and she comes to the pastor there and says, hey, this is what I received from somebody from your church. And it was that little car that said, a little something to know that God loves you. And she, she started weeping and crying. She was saying, that day, I was gonna commit suicide. She was like, I was just gonna eat my last meal. I don't know why she chose Slotsky's <laughs> to be your last meal, right? But she says, I was just gonna go eat one last meal and I was gonna end my life right after that. And it wasn't until somebody showed the love of God <laughs> through that little act of kindness, right? And, and it changed her life completely. And she saw, she saw a God, she met a God who loved her through someone else. And that gave her purpose. She had no purpose before. She, she, she wanted to end her life until she encountered the love of God. And God gave her a purpose. It's a benefit of knowing Jesus, of having a relationship with God. This is one of the many benefits of knowing him, having purpose, knowing there's a God who loves you. Uh, and I don't, know, uh, I don't know what this looks like for you. You might ask, what does this look like for me, Stephen? I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what that specifically looks like for, for each of you. But what I do know, it has something to do with sharing the love of God to those around you. And, and I believe God uh, is, you got to seek him for that specific purpose, because God wants to give you that specific purpose. He puts you on this earth for a reason. There's no one else like you. There's no one else with your fingerprint. <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> There's more than 7 billion people on this earth, and you're the only one with that fingerprint that you have, because God made you unique. And he sent you here not for somebody else's purpose. He sent you here for your purpose, all right? And it has something to do with sharing his love to those around you. So you gotta seek him. You gotta have a relationship 
with him. I want to tell you a, a story that I heard of this young prince his, his, uh, that, that went by the name of Prince Kabu. All right. He, he was a, a, a young prince at uh, 14 years old in the late 1800s uh, in, um, in Liberia. OK. And this young prince was part of a tribe called the Kru tribe, K-R-U. OK. And this tribe, um, they got invaded by another tribe. All right. And this other tribe took him prisoner and others as prisoners, okay? They took him to their, to their place, took him as prisoners. This young 14-year-old boy uh, by the name of Prince Kabu was, went as a prisoner. And um, they allowed this prince's father, who was the chief of his tribe, they allowed him to come once a month and visit his son as long as he brought them gifts, okay? So he would come once a month, visit with his son, Prince Kabu, until he became too poor. This, this chief became too poor to give this tribe gifts. So they, they didn't let him see his son anymore, and they began to beat this young prince. Every single day they would beat him, and they would whip him. Until one day he was there in, in, in ropes, this young prince, Kabu, 14 years old. He was there, and he just cried out and said, God, if you're real, help me out. Get me out of this. And immediately a light shone down from heaven all around him. And he heard an audible voice tell him to, to run. And he looked down and suddenly those ropes were completely off of him. And so he got up and he just started gunning it into the jungle. And he was running and running for days and, and running away from this, this other tribe. And uh, he finally got away and he lived in the jungle for a few weeks. And, and he lived off of snails and mangoes in the jungle, this young, this young 14-year-old boy. And uh, so he lived in the jungle for, for a few weeks until he finally got out of that jungle, and he came uh, upon a coffee plantation. And the, the, the owner of this coffee plantation shared Christ with him, shared Jesus with him. And so, so he, he gave his life to Christ, he gave his life to Jesus right then and there. He started working for this, this coffee plantation and he, he told the owner, he said, hey, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more about him. So this owner told him, hey, well, there is the, a man from New York in the United States that shared Jesus with us. So maybe you could find him and he'll tell you more about Jesus. So, uh, so this young Prince Kabu at 14 years old goes to the, the docks, all right? And, and he, he's trying to, to get on a ship to New York City. All right, he comes to this captain, and this captain, uh, he, he asked the captain, hey, do you have any, any room? I want to I wanna work on your, your cargo ship. I want to be part of your, your crew. And the captain says, no, I'm sorry, there's no room for, for anybody else. We're completely full. And right then, right, right then and there during that conversation, two men, part of that crew, uh, quit, quit on the captain. So he's like, hey, well, you saw that, so we do have room. Now you could join our crew. So he, he, this young prince joined the crew, he ends up in New York City. He finds the man who witnessed Jesus to uh, the other man who witnessed to him uh, in New York City. He tells them who he is. He, tell, he told him how he met Jesus. And he says, hey, I want to learn more about Jesus. And, and he starts discipling him. Into, uh, or right actually when he met him, that man from New York said, hey, we'll, we'll wait outside. I have a prayer meeting to go to. So that man from New York goes into the prayer meeting. And this young Prince Kabu, while he's, while he's waiting, wins 20 people to Jesus, 
while he's, while he's waiting in the streets of New York City. He wins 20 people to Christ. He, he, he gets connected to the, this man that, that's a Christian in New York uh, who was a missionary. Um, and he gets discipled by him. He learns more about Jesus. He, he's passionate. He wins uh, hundreds of people to Jesus. They raise enough money for him to go uh, to Indiana, to Taylor University. And um, he's already 18 at this time. And he inspires many hundreds of people to become missionaries to go to Africa and win people to Jesus. And then two years later, he ends up dying of pneumonia. All right. And they end up in that in that university. They actually he went by the name of Samuel Morris. That was his his English name. Um, But this young this young boy at the age of 14 to 20 years old met Jesus and he made such an impact for the kingdom of God. Think about all the people who came to Jesus through those missionaries just from this young man who, and all it started out was with him desiring to know Jesus more and receiving purpose. The impact that he made, Jesus was real to him. He cried out to him. Jesus freed him from his chains. He got him out of bondage, right? He gave him purpose. He gave him life. He gave him destiny. And that, that's what Jesus has done for us. He, he's freed us from our bondage, right? He's freed us from our addictions. He's freed us from our chains, our spiritual chains, our emotional chains, right? And he wants to give you purpose tonight. He wants you to make a lasting impact on this earth because he sent you here for a reason. Um, that, that's the first thing. Is the first benefit is purpose, all right? Now, the second one is another P word. All right, the second benefit of having a relationship with Jesus is power. All right, so this man, Paul, what we're talking about, the Apostle Paul, we're going to continue reading about him. All right. And I'm actually going to, um, we're going to go to Acts chapter 9 again and just continue reading on there. Okay, so Acts chapter 9. I don't know what is up with this Bible app, but I need to get a physical, I need to bring my physical Bible from now on. All right, so uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 19, it says, um, you have it on there? because It says, afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. You go to the next one. All who heard him, well, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some context to this. Okay, so here's Paul, and um, it, did I give you the right, the right scripture? 19, uh, Acts 9, 19, right? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. So afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. This is after he uh, encountered Jesus. All right. So go ahead. It says, immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus's followers in Jerusalem, they asked. And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priest? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. So this is, this is amazing because immediately he starts preaching. And us as believers, sometimes we, could, we, we use an excuse. We said, hey, I can't share Jesus. I don't, know, I don't know much about the Bible. I don't know enough to preach. You don't have to know enough. It says immediately he began preaching. And all you got to do is share your testimony, share what Jesus has done for you, because that can make a lasting impact in someone's life. 
You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to go to, to, to Bible college to preach the gospel. Are y'all hearing me? And then it says his, his message became more, his preaching became more and more powerful. Why, why did Paul's preaching become more and more powerful? I believe Paul's preaching became more and more powerful because he became more and more connected to the source. He became more and more connected to the source of power. Uh, a few, few months ago, uh, here, here in, uh, in San Antonio, do y'all remember those couple storms that came that were pretty bad, right? They made everybody's power go out. Did anybody's power go out? Uh, our, our power went out twice during those. It was back-to-back weeks where, where we had some, some pretty heavy storms. But when your power goes out, <laughs> it's not fun, right? There, there's nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do. Me and Trell, our power went out. And we were just sitting on the couch, like, doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Couldn't see anything. Our, our, our fridge was off. Our power and our fridge was off. Our food was going bad. The AC was off. It was getting hot in our house, right? Um, we just couldn't see anything. I couldn't eat. I went and I poured a bowl of cereal. I, wasn't even, I poured the milk all outside on the table because I couldn't see my bowl. Um, you can't take, a, take a, a nice shower, right, because the, the, the water heater goes out and you have to take a cold shower. It's just not, fun. It's not, it's not nice having the power go out, right? Yeah. There's so much value in having power. And when you think about a, a light bulb, I love, I don't know if there's something you to know about me, I love lights. I love light bulbs, all right? I love the colored light bulbs, the Philips Hue. If you ever come into my house, I have a lot of colored light bulbs, all right? Um, never in my life would I have thought I would pay 50 bucks for one single light bulb, but I've done that multiple times, all right? Don't judge me. Um, but I like light bulbs, all right? Um, I think they bring a cool atmosphere, right, in the house. They bring a nice, whenever watching a movie, just dim the lights. You could dim them and change the colors, and it's cool. I like them, all right? Um, but that light bulb, it, as valuable as it is, we use light bulbs every single day. We need them, right? We have some on in here. But as valuable as those light bulbs are, they are absolutely useless without be, being connected to a source of power. And the same goes for you and me. As, as much purpose as that light bulb has, as much purpose as you, as you and I have, it's useless without being connected to the source of power, Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? There's a benefit in being connected to Jesus, it's, and it, 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 power flows through you, through your preaching, through your life. It, it, it's amazing. Um, Paul was a follower of Jesus who had not only had purpose, but he had power. And, and I want to read this scripture. It's actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny to me um, if you read it. But if we continue in Acts chapter 19, um, there's a group of religious people. They're, they're called the seven sons of Sceva. They're seven sons of a high priest, okay? So they're religious. Their, their dad was a high priest. They, they thought there was somebody. They, had some, they thought they had uh, some influence and authority. So they went around trying to cast out demons, all right? So we're gonna read that right now. It says, a group of Jews uh, was traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits, they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation saying, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out 
Notice that. It says, whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, check this out. I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence. They ended up running running out naked and battered, it says. So they were completely embarrassed, right? Not only that, just completely frightened after that experience, right? I'm telling you, they had absolutely no power. And I believe what this, this, in other words, what this spirit was saying to them, saying, I know Jesus has the power to make us leave. I know Paul has the power to make us leave. But you, you have absolutely no power over us. And this is so important to understand as a Christian, as a believer of God, because having a relationship with Jesus gives us access to power over the enemy in your life. And some of you may be tormented. You may be tormented at home with fear. You may be tormented at home with insecurities. You may be tormented at home with lust or or, or something that's attacking you. And it's a demonic oppression. And you feel powerless in that situation. I'm telling you, you got to get connected to the source. You got to get connected to the source to, to, to tell that thing to leave. And when you get connected to the source, you'll have the authority and the power over that thing in your life to overcome it and tell it to leave and to have victory in Jesus' name. Amen, right? Um, 2 Timothy Timothy 3.5, check this out. It says, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. That's actually Paul. Paul wrote that to Timothy. It says, they will act religious, but they will reject the power, (laughs) right? Um, This explains why why you could see see a girl on Instagram in her Instagram bio, (laughs) and it it says John 3.16 on there. Or it says Philippians 4.13, right? But then on her pictures... (laughs) They're all seductive and showing different body parts, right? <laughs> or it could be, it could be um, I don't know, it could be a young man who, who says, God first, God over everything, right? But he's smoking, right? Smoking weed with his friends, right? <laughs> not anybody in here though, right? No, not anybody here. But the, the, and those same friends could see that person who acts religious and they don't see any difference. Remember I said that word earlier, difference. There's a difference. And those people see absolutely no difference from that person who acts religious and themselves because they're denying the, 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 the power. They act religious, but they deny the power that can make them godly. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Uh, power. And, and I guarantee you guys there... Uh, I guarantee you, when you get connected to power, people will be attracted to you. People will see that there's something different inside of you. And just like a light bulb is made to shine bright and bring light to a room, same goes for you. 
When there's power inside of you, you shine bright for Jesus. You bring light in a dark place, in a dark world. And that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to shine bright inside of you. He doesn't want religion. He wants to shine bright in you. I'm telling you guys, there's people around you that are waiting to be impacted by the Jesus through you. But it takes us being connected, amen? Um, And and when you have a, a relationship with Jesus, you have the power over every sin. You have the power over every bondage. You have the power over every addiction. You have the power over every insecurity, over every lust, over every fear. You have the power over those things because Jesus has the power over them, right? We have to remember that. Say that with me. Say, I have the power. I have the power inside of me. And the third thing, the third benefit of having a relationship with Jesus is peace. Peace. It's another benefit that we have in being in a relationship with Jesus. We're going to continue with Paul's story in Acts uh, chapter 27. Now I'm going to give you the backstory. I got a little ahead of myself earlier. But uh, the backstory to this passage, Paul was a prisoner for being a follower of Jesus. He was a prisoner. He was in chains. They threw him on a ship. Okay. And he, he was pretty much about to get killed, okay? But he was on this ship with, with 276 other people, okay? And they're on this ship uh, and, and in a storm for 14 days, a storm that was, that, that was com- completely chaotic. They were shipwrecked, and we're going to read that here, okay? Um, so Acts 27, verse 18 and my Bible app is acting up, so I'm gonna have to look up on the screen, all right? So it says, the next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Have y'all ever felt like that? Like y'all been in a storm where, Y'all were completely helpless and all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. For last night, an angel of the God whom I belong to and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. And what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. And we're going to go uh, and says, so take courage for I believe God and it will be just as he said. And let's go jump up to verse, I believe, 33. And it says, just as day was, the day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said, Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your heads will perish. It says, then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before them all and broke off a piece and ate it. And then verse 36 says, then everyone was encouraged and began to eat. So here he is and he, he's, it's completely hopeless for everybody. But Paul, in the middle of the storm, has peace. Where did he get that from? He got that from Jesus. Y'all remember the story, right? When, when the disciples and Jesus were on the boat and, Jesus, and there's a storm that hit that boat and Jesus was sleeping. 
He had peace through that storm. And here Paul is with, uh, with these 276 other men who were going crazy and they thought they were gonna lose their lives. And Paul had peace through it all. And, and here's why I believe um, Paul had peace is because he had a relationship with the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Paul had a relationship with him. And, and I don't know what storm you might be in today. I don't know what storm you might be going through, but I'm telling you that God wants to give you his peace through it. And, and here's the thing that Jesus never promises, promises us that we would not go through storms. He doesn't promise us that we will not go through storms, but he does promise us peace through those storms. And John uh, 14, 27, it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. God promises us peace Whatever, whatever storms that come our way, there's peace in having a relationship with Jesus. It's a benefit that we have access to as believers and children of God. I'm gonna close out with this, this story, but um, four years ago, 2016, um, me and Trell were actually uh, celebrating our one-year anniversary, all right? We were... Uh, on our way, well, actually, no, it was right before our one-year anniversary, uh, but we were on our way to Midland, Texas. We were going to visit her brother who was moving from Midland back to Louisiana, and uh, we were there, and we were uh, about 30 minutes from our destination in Midland, okay? And we were, uh, me and Trell were talking, and we were in the middle of an intersection about to take a left, and we got hit at 70 miles an hour, uh, T-boned by uh, an electrical work truck. So it was a pretty big truck. It was like a, a big Dodge Ram. Um, but 70 miles an hour uh, right on my side, we got completely nailed at the intersection. All right. Th th that was a speed limit. It was about 75 miles an hour there. Um, but I remember that time we, we got hit. Um, and I look over to my right where I was driving. I look over to my right. Trail's in the passenger side and, and she's completely uh, uncon un unconscious. All right. She's there, she's looking down, and she's making a weird noise. And so it completely freaks me out, all right? And somebody comes to, my, comes, comes to my window and says, hey, you need to get out of the car. There's a lot of gas everywhere, and we don't want any kind of fire to happen, so you need to hurry up and get out. So my, my door was completely crushed. I couldn't get out, so I had to crawl over trail, and me and some guy helped um, get her out. And we took her uh, to a median there. Um, but she was there, and she was uh, unconscious, and, and so I was... I didn't know what to think. I was like, man, this is just, is this even really happening right now? And, and then suddenly, so she, she gained consciousness and, um, and she couldn't remember anything. She, she literally had about a, a 10 to 15 second memory. And she was saying, she said, what just happened? She would say the exact same, maybe four or five sentences. And she was like, where are we at? She's like, where are we going? And then she was like, oh my gosh. And then she would start crying. And then out of nowhere, it would just start all over again. She was like, uh, like 10 second Tom from 51st Dates. I don't know what his name is, but from 51st Dates, the movie. Uh, 10, is that his name? Um, but she kept, she kept going through that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what is happening right now? I was like, is this how she's going to be from now on? I was like, man, I, I, was, I didn't know what to think. But 
right then and there, I began to pray. We began to pray in the spirit. Uh, we began to, 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 to speak in tongues. People were out there, and they were just like, man, who are these people? These people are crazy. Um, but, but Trelawney was there, and she didn't know what to think. She couldn't, she, didn't ha- she couldn't remember anything. And so she started just praying in the spirit, and she was, she was just crying, just laying there. I had blood all over me from the accident. I got, I got cut up. I actually want to show you pictures from that if you want to put it on. Um, that was our car right there. It was, um, and those, those are actually pretty good cars if you ever want to get a Toyota Corolla. They're pretty, it, got, it, it took all the, all the impact. That's the truck that hit us right there in the intersection. Um, that was my side right there. I think there's one more picture. If you can see, there's the, the seat is completely bent in my seat on my side. Um, but yeah, God had his hand upon us, his hand of protection upon us that time. But I remember uh, being in that median uh, with Trell laying on the floor, couldn't remember anything. I didn't know what to think, but I did know that God was with me, that God was with us. And, and he gave me a peace that I cannot explain, a peace that he was telling me everything was going to be okay, even though it looked like it was going to be so much more different, right? I didn't know. I was like, man, we're, <laughs> we've only been married not even a year. I was like, what's going on? This is, this is crazy. Um, but God gave me peace through that time, and it was a peace that only comes through having a relationship with God. And it was a storm in our life at that time. Um, and thank God, later on that evening, it, it took about eight hours, but later on that evening, Trelini did, um, the, she d- doesn't remember anything, but now she could say more than five sentences, thank God. Um, but she still doesn't remember anything. We're talking about this accident the other day, and she says, I still don't remember anything um, from that day. Um, but I want to tell you all guys tonight that, that having the peace of God through a storm is priceless, I'm telling you, like I told you the first week, I do not know how people make it without God, without having a relationship with him. And it's a benefit that he gives us only through a relationship with him. Amen. So let's just bow our heads. Let's just close our eyes. And we're just going to take some time just to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this this word, God, thank you for the, Lord, the word that went forth tonight. Speak to us. Thank you for your presence, God. You're, you're here in this place, Holy Spirit. We, we could feel you, God. We know you're here. Come and, and do what you want to do in our hearts, God. Come and move like you want to move in us. God, we're open. We're surrendered to you. Come on, just take a moment, lift up your hands and tell him, I say, I surrender to you. Jesus, I surrender to you, God. Do what you want in me. Tell him, say, I'm not only open to you, Jesus, I'm desperate for you. We have to begin to get desperate for him. We can't just be willing We can't just be open. We have to be desperate for Jesus in our lives. God, we need you. God, I pray, Lord, over every individual here tonight. 
God, anybody who, who feels bound in their, in their spirits or in their hearts tonight, anybody who feels, Lord, Lord like they're in chains to a certain addiction or so, something that's holding them down, something from the enemy, Lord, God, I pray over that thing right now in Jesus' name and I speak over it. God, and I command every chain, Lord, God, to be broken, every shackle, Lord, to be loosened in Jesus' name right now over these young people. And I pray, Lord, God, that they, God, get desperate for you, for a relationship, to know you more, God. I pray, Lord, that they will receive, God, the purpose you have for them, God. They'll receive the power that you have for us, God, and we'll receive the peace that comes only through having a relationship with you, Jesus. I pray over that, God, tonight in Jesus' name. God, as everybody leaves here tonight, I pray for uh, just, Lord, a fresh strength over them, Lord. God, those who have been struggling just to make it, God, in their spirits, I pray, Lord, God, that they're not gonna just barely be making it, God. Lord, but God, that they're gonna be fulfilling purpose, God. They're not gonna be focusing, Lord, on what not to do. They're gonna be focusing on what to do, God, what you're calling them to, Lord. Jesus, thank you, God, for, for your mercy. Thank you for your grace on our lives, God. For your mercies are new every morning. And if there's anybody here, God, who is feeling guilty or feeling shameful, God, I pray that you remove that off of their, their, their life right now, God, that burden off of them. Just like your word says, like we read, God, you're, you're not gonna put anything heavy or ill-fitting on them, God, for your burden is light. It's easy to bear, God. Jesus, give us strength tonight, God. Give us peace, give us joy, give us life, give us love. Give us strength in Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to stay up to date with what's happening at Limitless, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at Hop Limitless. If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe so that you'll always be in the know of our latest content. We'll catch you next time on the Limitless podcast.